Welcome to Wind Down, the weekly catch-up between friends Scott and Lydia. We'll be discussing the stories of the week as well as giving you a much-needed dose of good news. There'll also be a book recommendation and Scott's gift of the week, all accompanied by a big glass of wine. So grab a bottle, settle down and enjoy. Oh, hello. Sorry. (laughs) Scott Scott was staring at me like, go, bitch. Say hello. No, no, goodbye. I'm done for the day. That's the podcast. Bye, guys. Um, It's not. Hello, everyone. Hello. (laughs) Um, How are you? How's your week been? Well, I'm a bit tired. (laughs) I've been a bit delirious. I burst into tears earlier today and I don't really know why. I I think it's been such a long week. I, I generally thought it was Friday today. I was yeah. like, how is it? How? Yeah, I really thought it was Friday tomorrow. Like, it's not. I feel like it's been such a long week already. It's only been like three days. Yeah, I think it's just been a very heavy week. Obviously, everything going on with Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Locke died today, which was really, really sad. Yeah. Um, we're not really going to talk about Afghanistan because we are not political correspondents. But um, I just want to flag that on the tab. I've written um, a selection of charities and places you can go to donate to show in support. Obviously, it's we can't do much, but I think we can try and just give a look to something to help, particularly the women um, in Afghanistan. That would be just I hope a help. I don't know if it is, but yeah. So, but moving on, we're going to try and brighten the mood. For we both are of us because and for, the world. and for the world. I mean, we could basically <laughs> solve world peace, to be honest. I, I think that's a bit of a stretch, but. <laughs> Oh, everyone listen to Wind Down, you're fine. <laughs> um, we have something special coming up later, but before we get into that, let's crack open the wine. Yeah, I've never needed a glass of wine more than and today. technically, I didn't choose this. Oh. So I was sent this. It's not my gift of the week. Oh. But I was sent it and I thought I'd save it for us today to try together. Oh, I'm liking the colour. It's called Pink Diesel. Oh. I actually really like the artwork on it. Is that like, oh, I thought it was like a sword, but it's obviously no, a, it's a, a petrol di- pump. pump. A diesel pump. I thought you said a dick pump. A diesel pump. It's definitely not one of them. That's a clue for later, by the way. <laughs> that is a clue. Um, let's pour. Oh my God. Love that sound. Gabriel is cooking and it smells divine and the wine sound is just like, oh, it's just like a perfect evening. Well, really is the sunshine, really, but yeah, we can, it's, we'll do it It's not as if it's like the middle of August or anything. It's fine. Um, cheers. Cheers. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's really nice. Oh my God, that's really nice. What percentage? Give us a fact. So it is 12.5%. Um, pink diesel has notes of honey, peach and citrus undertones. A perfect light and crisp rosé. Our cellar is located in the heart of Provence. We focus on low yields and hand-picked all our grapes to ensure every bottle has the right character and finesse. Hashtag feelgoodtimes, pinkdiesel.co.uk. Love it. Yeah, I think that's... um. I actually quite like that. Yeah, I really enjoy that. It's really nice Ooh. wine. Lovely in the sun. Lovely. Um, how's your <clears> week been? My week's been good. So I did a little uh, photo shoot on Monday. Oh my god, yes. Um, and I was. I think he was the in. I was in front of the camera rather than behind it, given the directions. Um, it is so weird going from like <laughs> I didn't find it too bad because I was just like, do you know what? Bring out your inner ASOS model and just move like at 25 miles per hour and do different like poses. <laughs> I literally was up there and I was just like, yeah, bam, 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 bam. You got well, the shot yet? Yeah? <laughs> yeah. And it was so weird because like, when you get in there, like when you step in front of it, obviously like, I'm used to giving direction mm-hmm. and being like, can do this, can do that, maybe try this, maybe try that. But when mm-hmm. you go up there, like 
you almost lose that. And you're like, wait, hold on a second. Like, do what you, do I do? Do you have a newfound respect for models? Absolutely. But also, like, I really enjoyed it. Oh, go on. That's like, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you should do. And um, it was funny as well, because I had a tarot reading the Friday before, last Friday. Um, and they said something about unlocking your inner confidence. Ooh. And that I was going to, I need to do something to bring it out. Mm. And I said to Gabriel, came home Monday night, and I was like, I genuinely feel a weird sense of new confidence. Oh my God. And like, so we got the pictures, like the proofs through today and I was looking at them. Some of them I was a bit like, nah. <laughs> but I was like, there was one, the one picture that I've chosen, I was like, I'm actually gonna like submit it and ask for like the tiniest, tiniest tweak. Whereas I thought I'd be like, I want this change, I want that change, I want this airbrush, oh, I want yeah. that gone. Yeah. And I literally was like, do you know what? Like, it's a time, is and all it is is like smoothing the crease and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, rather than like, like actual like editing. Body, and I was like, do you know what? Like, I'm actually fine to leave that as it is. That's... And I was like, who is this person? This isn't me. I'm so so happy for you. That's so nice to hear because you should feel confident because you're gorgeous yeah, and you know it's just really nice to have that. Like, you you deserve to feel confident and beautiful and oh, sexy. Stop it. Because we all do. Everyone does absolutely. Yeah, and like that's really fun that you've had that chance to yeah get in front of the camera and yeah like yeah you deserve a little because i was weirdly like i'd love to do it more oh and God. i was like i'm not doing like, modeling like, i'm not a model, to get Scott to be a model. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not a model but i think even just like the idea of like posting more stuff on like my instagram mm. hashtag wannabe influencer <laughs> but do you know what i mean like just even the confidence of that and i'm like do you know what like at the end of the day because in the run-up to it, I was like, oh my god, like, I'm worried about this, I'm worried about that, like, I've got to like, hide my double chin and all this sort of stuff. Mm. And I was like, no one reading them when it comes out in the magazine, mm. no one will look at that picture and look for that stuff. Yeah. I'll look for that stuff because it's me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I No wouldn't... one else, the insecurities that yeah. you see, no one else sees. Yeah, like, no one knows that, that stuff. stuff, so they'll just they're see just... that picture and be like, oh, oh okay. Well, that's nice, where's that shirt from? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas it was like, weirdly being like my like my inner saboteur came out and was like yeah, that's what I, I know um but came out and was is, like no that's the thing like we all have those like <clears throat> niggles and those things that we're gonna see that no one else is because no one else cares because they see all the good in you they don't see that tiny little wrinkle or whatever oh my god yeah and it was like i actually clocked myself doing it um so me and gabriel went to an event last night and um at the four seasons no less at the four seasons oh my god it was stunning <laughs> honestly in a penthouse it was beautiful <gasps> Um, and I was like walking around and like, I sort of clocked myself holding my stomach in. Oh no, it was, I was like relaxed. Yeah. And I, I clocked that I wasn't doing that. So I was like, no, stuck in. And then I was like, wait, why the hell are you doing this? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I was like, nice yes, one. I am bloated from like seven glasses of champagne. <laughs> so what? It's bloody nice champagne. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like enjoy the champagne and like, leave the body hating behind. And it's also a thing of like, no one else is looking at that. Yeah. I'm the only one looking at that. Because they're the fucking wine Everyone's well. gone as well, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it's been a good week. It's just been, a, I feel like it's been a long one. Um, yeah. I'm glad Friday is creeping up closer. Yeah. Um, how has your week been on a whole, apart from being tired and uh, I haven't really done much, to be honest. It's been working. Um, Love Island, oh. nearly over. 
How do, I, I, are you ready for it to be yeah. over? <laughs> I think because I work so much, like I said, like every single day yeah. writing about Love Island, that I'm literally like, okay, can it be over? Please, mm-hmm. please. Yeah. I'm excited for tonight's episode, which is the baby episode, which will obviously have come out two nights after this airs, mm-hmm. so it'll be old news by then. Um, but I feel like now the thing is, like, because it's in the end, that I didn't think there'd be much drama. I mean, there is last night. Well, yeah. Bay. But, like, it's now because they're all kind of happy, it's a bit boring because they're, like, just doing the cute little challenges and stuff. I hate that they didn't do the, like, headline challenge or the, like, mm. Twitter challenge. Yeah. Like, or the lie detector. Like, yeah. I'm really annoyed they didn't do that kind of stuff. And it was almost like, like, with, everyone basically kind of wanted to expose Jake for who yeah. he kind of seems to be. Um, and it was like, almost like the producers were like, okay, we'll put this challenge in there. Yeah. To like drop that in the ocean, mm. and then that's it. And it's like there's so much more they could have done to stir yeah. that up more. Like obviously, we, I don't want that for Liberty, but like no, no, but like that, like almost she deserves to know what kind of guy this is. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And I think, but like the movie, I thought like the movie challenge like was almost worse than lots of the other ones. Mm. But it was good that they saw their behaviour, but it was also like it stirred up so much shit that didn't need to be stirred up. No, yeah. And how do you feel about? Faye situation right. with the girls. So last night I was making dinner while it was on, so I wasn't really paying attention. Mm. So I don't really know what's gone on that well. I only saw like the last, I just saw the chat talent show last night. Oh god, that was awful. Yeah, no, it was bloody awful. Honestly, I was saying to the girls at work, like it looked like what it looked like I was watching a nursery show and tell, and then I was like, actually nursery kids are better than that. Yeah, they're more talented. It was awful. Like the ones before we had like fire breathing, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. This, like, what the hell? Millie on the piano, though, was really cute. Oh, my God. Oh, that, that no, cute. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I won't be having her play at my wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what wedding? Yeah. <laughs> what wedding? <laughs> but, like, what talent would you do? Because I wouldn't know what to do. Like, would I write a poem, probably? Or make a speech about feminism? Yeah, would you write a poem? I used to write poetry. Oh, my God. Did the whole seminar. Uh, uh, I'd say I'd, like, do, like, a musical number, but I can't really sing. <laughs> Maybe I'll do like a lip sync thing, like Rap Drag Race. Oh my god, speaking. Speaking of, and before we get on to that, my tarot reader also said that I should try drag. Apparently that's going to be a thing that gives me confidence. That's very specific. I feel like tarot card readers are more more like, you'll meet a great man in the distant future, like, when's that, next week? Yeah, how far is this future you're talking about? I need a timeline. Because we were having a conversation, it was all like the confidence thing, and she was Mm. like... We was talking about, um, like, what I do and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. then I was like, I'm creative. Like, I do costumes sometimes. I make stuff for people. And then she was like, have you ever thought about exploring, like, the drag industry? Mm-hmm. And I was like, funny you say that. I was like, because I would really like to make costumes for drag um, drag artists. Yeah. And then the conversation just sort of went from there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, like, absolutely not. Are we going to see you on Drag Race next year? Could you imagine? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, could, yeah. I feel like I weirdly could, but I just didn't, I, it takes, I think, You could do the shade of... straight away. You <laughs> <laughs> don't need to worry about that. <laughs> I think it's just that thing of like, it's, I feel like that just takes a lot of confidence. And yeah. I'm like, I do have confidence, but to a certain point, like, I don't know if I have confidence to stand up in front of people and Yeah, I've, I've never thought about that before, like, like that. actually the confidence in doing that is fucking amazing. And it's such an art form as well. Oh yeah, so people underestimate drag so much. Mm. And, uh, but yeah, the season three Drag Race UK then up has been announced today. It is coming. Um, I think it's coming like mid-September, mm-hmm. meant to be. Um, what do we think of the lineup? 
Um, I'm excited. Yeah. One of the queens I have followed on Instagram for ages. Who? Um, Ella the Day. Which I love oh, the name as well. Ella, oh, got it. Yeah, um, clocked my brain. They are just amazing. Like, I, I, it's so weird. Like, I randomly followed them, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was, like, looking into, like, drag stuff. Like, um, working some. And I was just, I just followed them. And I was like, wow, they're amazing. And then, like, I weirdly saw something about a rumour that they might be on it, and I was like, they they didn't post anything, so I was like, maybe not. And then when it's announced, I saw it, and I was like, oh my god! I was like, she's gonna be on it! <laughs> um, but, um, it, yeah, I'm excited. But one thing, um, it's very uh, white. white. <laughs> very white. Like, I, I, when I saw it today, I was like, what? Like, I, I was like, a bit shocked. I was a bit surprised. I was like, come on. Yeah, like, I feel like we've weirdly gone back. Yeah, the one thing I do like is that they've got a drag queen that was is born a woman, mm-hmm. um, which is the first time they've done that on like any drag yeah. series, I think, uh, which I think is really interesting and like, I'm a different element to it. But again, that's not enough to make up for the lack of um, racial diversity. In oh, the completely. And I don't understand why they've done that. No, I, I... Because surely that wasn't just her that applied for it. No, yeah. exactly. So she's the first straight female um, drag queen to be on it, which is amazing that... that and to be the first female drag queen um, in all of the franchise, yeah. so absolute major. Well done to her, brilliant. Yeah. Um, and but then obviously not to take that away from her because it's not about her. It's not about her. But at like, all. What, what? I'm sorry. What happened with the rest of? Yeah. Why are they all just so this diversity? Yeah. It just it does feel like we've almost gone backwards. It's very weird. Yeah, and it's just like I feel like last season was good, mm. and then all of a sudden it's just a bit like, hmm, mm. like what. What happened here, casting directors? Yeah, I'm also a bit worried that we're going to have a Love Island effect that because of last season... It was so good. It was so good. Yeah. It hasn't been that long since it aired, really? like, wrapped. Are we going to have that thing where we've got too high expectations again? Very well. I'm a bit scared. Yeah. But also, that is Drag Race, and it's the UK, so it's just fun. And Veronica Green's coming back. She is back. And we're seeing her this weekend, coincidentally. Oh, my God. I didn't realise. I didn't put those two together. Yeah. Not only because we're going to an event, not because we're friends. Um, I mean, if you yet. listen to this, Veronica, um, <laughs> we will please. Be. <laughs> I'll make all your outfits. <laughs> it's very cheap. <laughs> I am. Just give me a bottle of wine, I'll do it. It's fine. <laughs> um... No, yeah, I'm happy she's coming back and she's getting her little chance to do it again. Yeah. That's a little bit of a redemption. Yeah. Um, interesting. But, yeah, watch the space. Yeah. Um. So, coming up now. Yes. Very exciting. Um. So, obviously, we didn't shut up about it last week, but we saw the Dream Boys a few weeks ago for their press night. And we're very lucky to have the chance to interview one of them um, this week, and that was Zach Smith, one of the amazing uh, performers in Dream Boys. Yeah. Um, we had a really interesting chat with him, um, and so we're going to let you listen to it now, and we will discuss afterwards. Yes, here we go. Tune in, people. It's very good. Get your glass of wine at the ready. Mm-hmm. So, basically, to start off with, we saw you on the press night in London a couple of weeks ago now. Um <laughs> And it was an amazing night. The show, the preview of the show looked great. It was a lovely, lovely day. <laughs> it was a very nice lovely, day. to say the least. We're going to keep it PG here. Yeah. <laughs> well, really, but oh, is that a thing? Do I need to do that? 
you don't. I'll censor myself. <laughs> um, but to start off with, like, can you just tell the listeners basically just a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, my name's Zach. I'm a Pisces. I love long romance. No, I'm joking. Um, my name's Zach. I'm 27 years old. Um, I'm a performer currently working with the Dream Boys. Uh, I started off my career in musical theatre, actually. Um, I was a great dancer and trained in musical theatre and did a couple of musicals and some TV and film. Um, and now I take my clothes off for money and I love it. <laughs> I love that. So when did you join the Dream Boys? Uh, I think I joined the Dream Boys in November 2019. Nice. No, September. Or uh, September, October 2019. Yeah, around the end of the year. Did you see your like path going that way? And like going from musical theatre to that? Did like what no. that change happen? Um, <laughs> if I'm honest, so uh, one of the Dream Boys actually who's just joined us, uh, Connor. He's <laughs> he's like my best friend and my brother, right? And um he was part of a show before the Dream Boys, um, and he was taking some time off to go and work for Cirque du Soleil, and that was another kind. That was an, a strip show, more of like a circus-based strip show, and um, he needed me to cover him, so I came in to cover him in that show, and that was like my first taste of the adult world, and I just loved being almost like the main event on stage. Like it was like more of a cabaret style event. So you did have your like your five minutes as your solo. Mm -hmm. And that was like the the thing that kind of brought me into the world. And I lo absolutely loved it. Like I'm a massive show off. I love affirmation. Um, <laughs> anyone in the performing industry who says otherwise is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so I, I that was my first sort of taste of it. And then yeah, I think Dream Boys had tried to, uh, the previous owner had tried to bring me onto the dream team before um and it kind of never really worked out for me um yeah so um and it never really worked but then the stars kind of aligned and then i managed to join um the the dream boys uh, when i did i never i never saw my career going that way like i never thought it would be that mm -hmm. um i always thought i was going to be sort of a dancer but like I'm one for opportunities and it was too, one that was too good to pass up and like I love the family and it's so much more than just taking your clothes off like it's a brotherhood we're all incredibly skilled performers you know it's not just like waving our woos yeah. around I don't know can, can, I talk <laughs> myself? can I can I talk freely or not oh you can yeah. swear do whatever the hell you want to do oh I can fucking okay. great <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah so it's not it's not just like waving your dicks around you know we have the two the two guys that do that at the end of each half of our show obviously but you know it's working with skilled performers and i love it so yeah um you said that you love like you know being on stage and like being center of attention do you ever feel a pressure though to look 100 percent your best 24 7 like, and how do you deal with that um, the, I mean, it comes with the territory, like absolutely you are under pressure to look, uh, not necessarily your best, but you've got to look presentable 24-7 and it's up to you how much you want to bring to the table as to how much kind of response you get. I always said like pressure is kind of a privilege and I like to put, keep a tight leash on myself and work hard and I've always kind of strived for more and more and more. That's just like my personality. So for me, it's not really that much of a problem. Like there are dips obviously like with mental health and stuff like that when when the doubts do creep in and you do start to doubt yourself that's when it sucks and you know you are the only person really there other than my better half to pick yourself up and affirm you then but um no I don't really see it as much of a problem to be honest but it is there and some people really do struggle with it 
Yeah, I can like I can imagine. And like, how do you then pick yourself up when you've fallen into one of those like moments of like your little like your mind's like, by the way, I'm just gonna do this. <laughs> but how do you? Yeah, I think it's it's a really hard one. Like when you do fall into the pit of despair. And there's that gut feeling in your stomach just telling you that the world is wrong and someone's standing around every corner waiting to murder you. Like, that's it's a horrible place to be in. And um, without being too flippant, like, you do just kind of figure out along your journey, the further along you go with it, and the more you get used to your own brain, you find your triggers, you find ways of dealing with it. Like, for me, I need routine. If I have a routine set up and, you know, like for the gym for me, for example, is brilliant mm. because it's the same place I go to every day and I work hard and I achieve something and, I, and I'm and i a bit better than I was the last time I went. And same with the diet outside the gym. It's just those little things that tick off little tasks in your day that you get that little dopamine hit or whatever that kind of guides you along your way. And that's kind of how you pull yourself out of it for myself anyway like a, t- a tight schedule yeah. and even just getting up and making your bed and tidying your room little things like completing tasks mm-hmm. um so our podcast has a big emphasis on wine um <laughs> do you have rules to keep you sit yourself or like in the dream oh my god are you drinking a glass of wine oh, as oh well perfect which wine are you drinking right now I'm drinking a dry white, I think. Oh, my <laughs> kind of man. This is what I love to hear. Classy, classy. That is my favourite wine. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was going to ask you, yeah. do you restrict yourself? Like, do you have set rules about alcohol and like treats and all that sort of stuff? Or are you quite chill with it? Have it when you Go want? through stages. Yeah, like, obviously, if you want to be in the best shape of your life, you can't do everything like there has to be there's trade-offs with everything you can either have loads of fun all the time you can eat all the food and whatever but there are consequences to that but it's I I do have a good balance like when I was competing I I just did a um, like a men's fitness competition about six weeks ago Uh, the run up to that I, I went sober for six months and I was really strict on my diet the whole way through it and I was really restricted and that almost taught me in itself, like how shit that is. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so important to have balance. But if you have a goal in mind, absolutely, I'm the biggest advocate for no bullshit. Get your shit done. If that's genuine, if you want that, you can do that. But you need to go by the book. There's only one way to do it. There's no shortcuts. You can't cheat. So like there is that. But you know, to be a dream boy, effectively, you can't go crazy all the time. You do need to be in good shape. But it's important to have balance. Yeah. And when it comes to like the idea of like stripping and stuff like that, do you think there's a diff? like, what is the difference to you between male and like female? Because I think people who don't really necessarily have gone to see a show or don't really delve too much into it have certain ideas. So from your perspective, what do you think those differences are? I think the differences lay solely within the psyche of, of the viewers, right? And it's literally, the, the either um to do with your sexual preference obviously so being inclusive whatever but if you're a man watching a woman strip for example you could sit and watch a woman play with her features for fucking hours because whatever there's definitely there's more rules and there's bodyguards and there's security to protect you and keep you like there's it, because it's something that's been done for so so long like there's a, an established set of rules that people follow whereas maybe for the flip side for maybe women or, or gay men or anyone from LGBTQ 
T plus TQ plus community watching uh, us male strippers on stage, you know, there's not as many set in stone rules. Like you can, like I wouldn't advise it because if you take it too far, obviously we're going <laughs> to get very annoyed. But you know, you can't, like in, in the photo, in the meet and greets, for example, we have loads of women and men like grab a junk or whatever. Like we don't have security running to help us. So the, the, the rules get blurred a little bit there. I think the difference literally lays between the eye, uh, in the eye of the beholder. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Am I yeah, making any sense? Yeah. Because I was thinking about the idea of like, you just said about the photo, like, um, what's the meet and greets and stuff. You just said like people would like touch your like junk or whatever. Like, but do you still feel like that's not necessarily fair just because you're a man that you should be like, or a dream boy that like, actually, no, like that's still not like consent. Like how do you and the other boys maybe like feel about that? Uh, um, it's really hard without getting too political to go into this subject, right? Because there's always someone that's going to take what I say the wrong way. But there is definitely an element of if there's a five foot two woman that grabs my junk and I'm not okay with it, nine times out of 10, I can handle myself. Whereas if there was me grabbing a five foot two woman's junk and there's no one around to do anything about it, which I would never do for all you. <laughs> she's on the, she's on the back foot. So like there is that element to it, but in, in terms of equality and, and, and whatever, I, I just don't think that should be a thing. Like there should just be these set rules and people should know that they're going to see a show as a cutoff point and you've bought a ticket to a show and yeah. off stage, I'm not playing the character you've then seen because I come off stage and I'm effectively a married man now. Um, who's been a performer in the industry for 10 years, you know? Oh my God, are you married now? I knew you had a fiancé. I mean, I'm effectively, in my mind, that's yeah. I'm <laughs> my wife. I'm still, I'm still engaged. We're due to be wed on the 1st of June, 2023. <laughs> oh, exciting. Can you tell us any yeah. plans? Any details? Oh, we've, we've booked our venue. Um, We've, we've been talking about our music and stuff like that already and our guests, but it's still early days. I'm one of those that deals with things as they come. And it's funny because my my future wife, that's still sound like, <laughs> is the opposite. She is like the organiser. So I'm constantly being like, oh, it's, in, it's ages away. Like, it's fine. <laughs> like, we'll book the things that we need to book now, obviously, like the venue and whatever. And then she's like doing all these little detailed things. It's so sweet. I love it. But I'm just so like blase because I'm like, oh, I've got to do this first, this, 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 this. I deal with things as they come. Mm. But I'm still very excited, obviously. So um, I did my research and I thought you have an OnlyFans oh. account. Are you still on Yes, OnlyFans? I do indeed. Um, I do yeah, I'm still on OnlyFans. <laughs> But um, I just wanted to ask, like, do you think there's still, like, a stigma or, like, around sex? Because it is sex work, technically. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Do you think there's a stigma or, like, is there, like, a privilege being a man versus being a woman on there? Like, what are your thoughts on how do you feel about, you know, putting yourself out there, Lit- quite literally? Um, literally putting everything on display there. Uh, <laughs> I don't really mind. Like, there, yeah, 100% there's a stigma, like... The, the narrow in my in my opinion people are quite narrow-minded and, and you know we believe what we're taught and we're a product of our environment so when you when you come across a sex worker like what do you think I'm trying to think back to before I knew about it and I definitely believed it was a taboo and there was an opinion that I would have had because of what I was taught absolutely but I like always I flip it on its head and I'm like the amount of money and the opportunities I've had off the back of it and it's not to poo-poo anyone, and it's just a pure, it's purely a comparison. Like, 
I've, I now work for myself and I can afford to do what I want when I want. And I've got all this free time back when I did do the other jobs. If I heard that this was a thing and, and it was something that all these sex workers were doing, I would be jealous. And I feel like a lot of these things come from jealousy and I'm sorry to say it or, or just lack of knowledge because, you know, working nine to five for some people, that's all they can vision because all they've been taught. But, Sorry, I'm digging myself down a really deep hole. Here. I know. <laughs> but but just like there's a lot of prejudice that comes with it. And but but it makes no sense to me because like without I don't want to bring figures into it, but just like the amount of money I and I know people have made compared to what other people make in a month by comparison to, to, to the job that is normal. I'm mm-hmm. like, why would you have why the hell would you be normal? Yeah. <laughs> it was like Megan Martin Hansen, didn't she like buy her a mortgage and stuff because she had an OnlyFans? Like, I'm not. Oh yeah, I've got like, friends like, clear like twenty off. grand a month. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Like, <laughs> do you find this exactly. well, like doing that? That gives you like a sort of like an extra confidence boost because I like know of some people that have said that they've done that to almost like explore their body and I guess their sexuality and stuff like that. Like, do you find you get anything like that from it? Uh, I guess I did it at the start of it. Like, I'm definitely so confident in myself now because of it. Like, I know my worth. And at at the start, I guess I was selling all these CD videos for, like, like what I see, there you go, there's me saying it's CD because at the time I thought it was, Mm -hmm. right? Because when it was new to me, I was, like, trying to sell these videos of me, like, wanking or playing with my ass or whatever I was doing for, like, 150, 200 pounds, way, way back when, like, when you could do that <laughs> um so like it, it then it gave me almost self, self-worth when I started to turn things down right because then when I started to go oh no I'm not going to do that for that money and I don't really like doing that thing and I'm worth more than that and and on a back back-footed way like yes it did give me self-worth and if anything it got I got loads of confidence talking to people and being like a self-sufficient businessman or whatever and then dealing with the stigmas and the people that were like naysaying what I was doing in, in like a back route way it did give me loads of confidence because of the amount of shit that came with it yeah yeah <coughs> sorry I don't have COVID <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> been there done that <laughs> why have you had COVID oh uh, yeah I did uh, a short while ago about two months ago <laughs> oh my god you, have you recovered then like quickly like considering oh yeah Oh yeah, we we don't mess around at Dream Boys. Yeah, <laughs> you <bounced> back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because obviously, like the pandemic must have affected you know you guys massively. Like, how did you all cope with that? And did you find it difficult, like not performing and not you know yeah having something to do necessarily all the time? This is where you get into the golden golden stuff. Um, yeah. So for me, right, the pandemic hit. I thought it was so. It was literally right on my birthday literally on my birthday we were in rehearsals in the studio we'd finished rehearsals and I know halfway through the day of rehearsals I remember there was an announcement that was basically like this thing was happening and it's going to be really serious and everyone's starting to fly back from like Connor was flying back from Cirque du Soleil because everything that's going on like jobs are going to be cancelled and like we don't know how bad it's going to be but everything's stopping so me and all the boys sorry that was a wine me and all the boys um we had like my birthday party in the office and then we went home and from that point onwards like it was constant week to week waiting for the announcement wondering whether we are going to get our job back or whatever which obviously now we now know like lasted forever but 
like for me, it put me into a real loss of identity identity situation because for me and the me and the wife, me and my fiance, we'd moved back in with our parents, with her parents, to save for a mortgage. So I've moved back into a parent's house. I've not got a job anymore. And it's all I've ever done, right? Is that I, so I tour with the Dream Boys four nights a week. So I see them more than I see the missus. <laughs> so I, I've moved back in with her parents. I've lost my job and I can't go to the gym. So I, literally, there's my whole life is built around these three things mm. and I had nothing to do. So I then went into a pit of alcoholism and substance abuse, which was really like I got really lost in myself, really like I was so depressed. Uh, there was points where me and my Connor, me and me and my Connor, <laughs> me and my best friend Connor were basically ringing each other on death's door. Not really like not there, but we were just basically like, what's yeah. the point anymore? I want to kill myself. Like what, what even is life? Um, so it really affected me mentally. And if it wasn't for Connor and the wife, I don't even know. Yeah. Like it really, it screwed us. It's just nice to hear you vocalize that so openly especially being a male as well like there's such a, a stigma with men's he- like mental health and men actually being open enough to talk about it so I thank you for even just saying that because I think just I think other people hearing that and even me like throughout like lockdown and that like I struggled and to hear that someone else did it, it is that weird sort of like not I'm not like, alone. I wasn't alone I'm not yeah. alone <laughs> yeah totally for girls to be like like I cried earlier today because I was just like I'm having a bad day on it like it's totally fine for like a girl to just suddenly like burst into tears and admit that she's feeling a bit down but I feel like it's so much harder for you guys to just be like nah you know what today's not a good day I need some time or whatever sort of thing yeah it's that it's that as well I mean it's definitely that toxic masculinity thing that we're obviously we're, we're raised in a patriarchy kind of thing kind of environment so we're raised to believe that men have to be this big, strong thing, whatever it is, isn't it? So mm-hmm. I, I've been one to challenge that now for just over a year. And me and, me and Connor, um, we found the way of communicating and expressing our feelings through being absolutely fucked off our faces. And at like four in the morning going, I'm really sad today. And then just like <laughs> learning to create this dialogue um, through be, just being absolutely wasted. And then over the time, we kind of, got rid of the alcohol and actually started having serious conversations between us mm-hmm. and realized how much of a problem it had been so I really would love to inspire more men to be able to talk about their feelings and and realize that actually this whole alpha male thing if that is even a thing is actually just being in control of yourself the same as being an alpha female like whatever you want to call it I don't know but just being in control of yourself as a human there's power in that and that's including emotional intelligence as well as physical and, and business and whatever in life you know yeah absolutely oh god i feel like i need a minute now just to like think. <laughs> take it in yeah that was um yeah i did Do you, you said earlier that like when you go on stage sometimes it's almost you put on like a sort of different like character like did you like was you in control of that kind of thing or was it literally like people you work with are like you've got to do this like you've got to be someone else on stage um when I talk about the character that happens on stage, I guess it's just extensions of myself. So I'm like, let's put it on a scale. Like I set a five all day, right? So a five on like my scale of normal 
I'm in quotation marks for everyone listening. <laughs> and then if there's if there's a number that needs me to be quirky, I'm going to go quirky times 20 off the scale, right? So it's not necessarily like it's a different person completely. Mm. It's not a it's not a fear thing. It's just like I go to the nines with everything I do. Yeah. So if I'm playing sexy, I'm going to go and become this like Christian Grey character. If I need to be fun, I go to that way. Like it's just like really ramped up extensions of myself. Yeah, I would describe it. That's cool. Um, so you talk about your fantasy quite a bit. How does your relationship and Dream Boys obviously? You know, do you bring those moves into the bedroom? Um, or is it like very <laughs> 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 to get our own show? Um, I mean that's why we're getting married. So it obviously <laughs> works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't. So. I mean, she's amazing. And I met, she was, uh, um, she was a punter at a show uh, a few years ago, at a different show I was at, the one I was talking about before. Um, and she was in the audience. And when it got to the meet and greet, I really don't like it when everyone just tells you how great you are all the time. Like, it's nice to be like, oh, great show or whatever. But to get my attention, you kind of have to neg me a little bit and go like, oh, you're a piece of shit. And I go, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you get me and then <laughs> so she I think she sent me like a DM that was she'll never live this town as well she's gonna regret it every day for the rest of her life and then when when it got to meet and when it got to the meet and greet um she tapped me on the shoulder after we had the photo and she was like I bet you never speak to any of your fans and then cussed me out some way you piece of shit whatever it was and I was like you're in <laughs> done uh, and now we're getting married <laughs> romance I know mate, that's where we're going wrong <laughs> just call them on that shit people I'm telling you honesty wins every time <laughs> take a nap to it <laughs> um, so speaking of like characters and stuff like on a more like like heart note do you have like a favourite like costume or like dance routine that you love to do like what is your one like yes I'm like in the mood now let's get me on stage oh that's a really hard question to answer because I just love being on stage as I said like at the start right I just love attention so anything where it's me on my own I guess it's really fun but then I also like having fun with the boys oh god I'm being indecisive I like at the moment this year's show I love being the sexy chef because I do nothing like I literally do nothing. I walk out, I take off my Mac, I put a chef hat on, I take one apron off, I take another apron off, and then I leave one apron on that has like a massive dick on it. And that's fucking all I do. I don't do a single dance step, not one backflip. Like I've got all of this like vocabulary of stuff I can do. And I just stand there and look like a dick for 20 for like five minutes. It's brilliant. Like I love it. And people are like, oh my God, he's, he's wearing an apron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's easy so, for you. <laughs> literally it's brilliant i love it <laughs> um, so throughout your time doing this what is the wildest thing that's happened to you whilst you've been doing it uh the wildest thing i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the grossest thing in my mind just because i get asked this question and just it always brings me back to this disgusting moment <laughs> and I just like to give this as a representation of the difference between what would you do for a male stripper and what men will do for a female, right? And there was this woman. <laughs> oh, this woman. Uh, she was uh, she was getting married and she was with her hens. And this mindset boggles me, right? Because 
your last night of freedom isn't the night before you got married, woman. <laughs> it was quite a few years before that, or or however long it was when you decided to say yes, or even exclusive. That was when it was. Uh, <laughs> and she was she was there like, oh, basically she had no underwear on. She rolled her dress up so her vagina was on show, and she was like, you know, like that dog shuffle they do when they've got it cheap up. Yeah, she was basically she was bum shuffling her vagina toward my foot, asking me to like fuck her and her friends. <laughs> Good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Literally, like, how do you top that? Yeah, wow. Job. Like, how do you? Uh, how we do were you... so tame. Yeah, we were actually. How do you deal with stuff like that, though? Like, I wouldn't know what I'd do. You just like laugh. I mean. Or... Let, we can all agree it's pretty perfect right? and, 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 and quite funny. So you have two choices. You can either make a scene about it or you just laugh it off, wait for her to realise what she's doing and someone in her group to go, probably should stop doing that, yeah. or hope that someone in security realises and sorts it out. But usually nothing happens, so you just got to kind of laugh it off, kind of pick her up like a child and put her in the corner. <laughs> Think about what you've done. Yeah, I mean, she's probably like. <laughs> tell your husband. <laughs> no, no. Then you deal with the whole Christian grave and it just doesn't <laughs> work. <laughs> yeah. Um, which city has has been like the best performing, or has like the rowdiest or like wildest crowd? Is there a difference? Oh, there's totally a difference. Um, it's always crazy when you get towards Scotland. Uh, <laughs> Oh, fucking Glasgow was nuts. Uh, Skegness <laughs> sticks out for me as like the best, which is really funny. It's a really random one, but but I just remember having a crazy time and like we got invited to this club after and we had bouncers and like the whole club was like clawing past the bouncer. Like it was just wild. The energy <laughs> that was insane. It was like they'd never seen men, and uh, <laughs> it was wild. Like absolutely wild. Well done, Skegness, for anyone who's from there. <laughs> um yeah do you guys get to go like out after every time or is it quite like strict like off to bed you've got another show tomorrow uh so we we tour on a bus right and it's a sleeper bus so it's like one of those big old blacked out buses with beds in it so if we've got a town to go to the next day if it's if we're in a place that we kind of know there's going to be a vibe we might bribe our bus driver to stay for a few hours so we can have a drink somewhere or if there's like a PA appearance or whatever, we'll stay there the night. But if if we've got somewhere else to be, genuinely, generally, we'll get on the bus. We'll have a little few drinks between us and then slowly the group dies off and people fall asleep. And then I'm the last left awake with Connor <laughs> on, in, the, in the back of the bus going, oh, I love you. And he's like, oh, I love you too. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm always <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. I wish I was the last person up, but I need my sleep. So I just have to go there. I know. See, when I'm like on a high. Yeah, you just and, don't like, stop. I'm enjoying myself. I just go for it. Yeah. I have yeah, this I gift know, to just not need sleep. It's bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you're touring, apart from performing, what's your favourite part? The camaraderie. Absolutely. Like, as uh, like it sounds really wanky, but we are prop we are a family. Like as I said, four nights a week, more more time with them than anyone else, really. So like the little fight, the bickering, they go to the gym, they go for food, the bands that we have, like genuinely, like they're all your best friends and family. So just being with the, being with the gents doesn't really matter, matter what we're doing. 
like the, the most fun we have is usually on the bus anyway, going somewhere after the gig. And <laughs> <laughs> um, should we do our quick fire out? Yeah, let's round it up with our quick fire. Oh, fact. Here yeah. we go. Like one, one we'll do one each, yeah? Okay. okay, are you ready? Right, who's <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. Red or white wine? White. Love Island or Strictly? Oh, Strictly. Ooh. Night in or night out? Night out. Nando's on yeah. KFC. Nando's every time. Uh, boxes or briefs? Oh, boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Summer or winter? Summer. Uh, bath or shower? Bah, bath. Why am I getting all the dirty ones? Because you're like... dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Beach or party holiday? Oh, both, like beach. Yeah. yeah, put them together. Yeah, <laughs> see you at Ocean Beach. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, cats or dogs? There is a right answer. Dogs. There we go. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well done. <laughs> I'm not a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who likes cats is a psycho, but which is my fiance, which oh. was deciding back to the bus. You know, chalk and cheese. Chalk and cheese. <laughs> we say opposites attract. They so. do. They do. Well, I've I've literally proven that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are the example. <laughs> I'm a shining um, example. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything you would like to say, or we haven't discussed, or you want to cover or shout about? Uh, not really. I'd just thank you for having me. Um, on, just on the note of mental health, or for anyone listening, if there is any male members of the audience and you are struggling with mental health, um, I, like t- my advice is to like take a deep breath and try and answer. Like when you have that question from your friends when they ask you, "Are you all right?" on the day that you're not okay, and you just say, "I'm fine." Really try and take a breath and let that be the first time you try and open up, even if it's just a little bit, and you just say, "No, I'm not okay today." My advice is start small and, you know, the communication will build from there because it just starts with a conversation and it does get easier. And that's all I would like to say on that note. Oh my God, I so don't like, think that could have ended I on a bad like, note. Yeah, that was amazing. No, <laughs> I don't want to, like, keep that as, like, a little, like, thing to, like, send to, like, every man I know, just, like, that little snippet. Just gonna, like, <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. You are very welcome. Thank you for having me. Wow. <laughs> I honestly, listening to that, like, just going back through that, I just... It's such an amazing chat. It's so, like, I said it to him, in it? It's so nice to hear a man talk about issues such as mental health and that so openly and... And a man that's so stereotypically male. Yeah, you know, alpha male kind alpha of. Male, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, honestly, I, it, it's just, it's left me a bit speechless because I'm yeah. like, it's... I've never really had those conversations with other men before. Yeah. And, like, the only way I hear those conversations is when, like, male celebrities are endorsed to do that. Mm. <laughs> um, so, actually, just sitting down and, like, just having a chat with someone like that. Yeah. About that stuff. It's just, like, it's crazy. Like, it's not crazy, but, like, it's crazy that I feel this way about that chat. When yeah. really it should just be a normal chat. I think it was really interesting what he said. Like, his advice at the end to be, like, look... That is the one thing I agree, like not I, I mean I agree with everything he said, but the one thing I was like you really need to take away from this conversation is that anytime your mates ask you, Are you okay? Don't just say, Yeah, I'm fine. 
yeah. and brush it under the carpet. Really, like, even if it is, like you said, just like a little thing that, oh, I'm not feeling that great. Sometimes that's all you need to do, just so your mates are a bit more, like, cautious, a bit more aware. They're going to keep an eye on you sort of thing. Yeah, and it's like he said, like, it's just an almost... Obviously, some people don't find it easy, but, like, that's almost, like, an easier way of just opening that door a little yeah, bit. definitely. And, like, being on your way to talk about it more. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I loved the story about the woman getting her none out. And, like, I liked it in terms of I'm just shocked that, that happened. But also, at the same time, I'm like... I can't believe you would do that. I can't imagine what else has happened to all the other people as well. Yeah, like, that's just, and that, him, like, that was just Zach's one story. That was just, yeah, like, he probably has millions of them. Yeah. Oh. And it's just, I just, I'm sorry. I, like, I, girls, come on, pull ourselves to fucking together. Not in a rude way. I mean, not that woman would do that to me. But if she'd done that, I'd kick her in it. <laughs> and be like, shoot, go away. Like, but also, get it's off. like, have we had a plane hard to get? Honestly, no, clearly not. Apparently, apparently that doesn't exist. <laughs> but, um, but as we've heard from Zach, it worked playing hard to get him being a bit naggy because he's his fiance. That's how she got him. Honestly, she and that is how you do it. People. She got him that way, and I'm. I mean, it's honestly, it sounded like he was describing you. Yeah. In guys, your approach, uh, guys. Not gonna lie, got something to announce. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. I'm the fiance. She is the fiance. No, I fucking wish. Um, oh, I wish. Yeah, party for him. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we just want to say again, such a big thank you to Zach um, and the Dream Boys. Um, it's such an amazing show. We honestly had the best time we went and we honestly want to go again. I'd go for a week. Honestly, <laughs> if we can make this a weekly thing, <laughs> that would be brilliant. Yeah, but it's just such a fun, fun night out with your mates. It is. It's such a fun, carefree night and you just like, they're in, like, like he yeah. said, like, he enjoys himself being up there and like the... Being with, like, obviously the group that he performs with, but also he loves like the um, the crowds and everything. Mm. And it's like, it just is a good night. Like everyone is there enjoying themselves. Yeah, that's, and I think that's a really good thing about like, are you not going to an entertainment show? I feel like also like going to a show, like unless you go to the theatre, you don't really get a chance to like go out and like, like put your phone away and like really yeah. have a laugh and forget everything. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like the cinema, because like obviously you do that, but you just like sit down in like, silence. Yeah. Whereas like, this is like so interactive and so like you can have a laugh and a giggle. And it just, it just, I think it should be on like everyone should go to a Dreamboy show at least I, once. Yeah. And I like, I remember like growing up and that, and like when obviously, like we've said this before, like on last week's one and that. Mm. But like when like Dreamboys used to be, like, and he said it as well, like, it used to be like taboo almost. Yeah, or like just a bit like, like CD or Yeah, like, like oh my god, you're gonna go and see Dreamboys yeah, or you're gonna that. do this, you're gonna see that. And it's like now, and again, like witnessing it and enjoying it, like, <laughs> it is, again, it's people's jobs, it is an art. Like, yeah, it's, it's de- like the way they move their bodies and like the dedication they do to like going to the gym every day. Oh my god, if I move my body like that, I'd put my back out. <laughs> I mean, my back's already out, but still, <laughs> that would just be me done. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's like, and the sacrifice of, like, you know, spending time away from your family and your friends and your partner. Yeah, and, like, the touring. And, like, not drinking and not, like, eating KFC every night, you know, that's well, fucking hard. I don't know if I could do that. No, I don't think I could either. Maybe I could be, like, the first, like, big dream boy. <laughs> you know Not what? that I could do that, but... <laughs> Diversity. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not maybe I'll do like I'll be like the was it what's it called like the compart is it comp the DJ that like shouts about like right everyone gets the crowd going, going. Yeah, get the I was going to MP but it's definitely yeah, not no, MP yeah, yeah no <laughs> I'm not going to be the Prime Minister of so, Dream Boys no. I mean actually <laughs> no but you know what I mean yeah no I'd like to do that yeah that would be fun yeah that would be um, fun 
But yeah, again, thanks so much, Zach, and everyone, go get yourself a ticket to Dream Boy. Absolutely, it be the best night of your year. Best night. Of, is that, does that make sense? I mean, it'd be the best night of your year, month, week, twenty-four Century. hours, <laughs> basically your life. <laughs> I might be Australian then. <laughs> your life. Be your life. Um, but yeah. Loved Thank it. You. Um, so good news of the week. I mean, that was pretty good news. But is there I was going to sound like can. Is there any point? Can it um, so, good news of the week is courtesy of moi. <laughs> and the headline reads, Moderna starts human trials for its revolutionary HIV vaccine this week. Um, this week, the biotech company Moderna will start human trials for its HIV vaccine. Its HIV vaccine will be the first of its kind to use messenger RNA, an approach that Moderna used in its effective COVID-19 vaccine. The clinical trials will start on August 19th and end sometime around spring 2023, according to the National Institutes of Health Health's trial registry. They have involved, um, they will involve 56 HIV negative participants aged 18 to 56. The participants will be given one or two forms of the mRNA that causes the body to form defences against HIV infection. In the past, HIV vaccines used inactive forms of the virus. However, previous trials show that these forms didn't produce any immune responses. Um, instead, Moderna trials will continue one of the two different types of the mRNA. Um, and these will get the body cells to develop a protein spike on their surfaces. These spikes were similar to those embedded on, by HIV on a cell surface when it begins to infect cells to reproduce. Um, and basically, it goes on to obviously explain how it's going to do but it says if successful the vaccine could then become widely available helping end an epidemic that has ravaged the globe for over 40 years and um i think that sounds pretty positive to be that honest. sounds bloody amazing i um was scrolling through like i think i think it was on instagram i might have seen it or twitter and i saw it and i literally was like that's it <laughs> good news sorted like yeah. it's so like and we've said before like when we've been talking about the covid vaccine and stuff mm. like that like we, the people just forget about the HIV like mm-hmm. epidemic and like pandemic and yeah. literally like it, it was all it wasn't is awful still mm-hmm. and there was not there's not been any effort to um to help it so now to see that and it's like do you know I know obviously COVID has been absolute shit yeah like but again like trying to be positive like yeah. This has come out of it now, like, and it's yeah. gonna help end, like they in the article said, forty years of this. Yeah. Like imagine COVID going on for forty years. Yeah, and like, I think also it just shows, like, it's COVID has shown that like vaccines can vaccines can be made quickly and effectively. Yeah. Obviously, the pro- the thing with COVID, the reason <clears throat> the COVID vaccine got done so quickly was because everyone was pouring money into it. Yeah. Which has been the problem previously with other vaccines mm-hmm. so it's been so slow so it's really good that people are like yes might be like putting money into this and like showing that like it's a fucking really important cause absolutely it to be, it's an illness and it's horrible it's affects so many people and yeah it's just fucking gone i think it's just nice as well like with the um we see a lot of like anti-lgbtqia mm. um stories coming out of um people of the community being beaten and the attacks on the rise and stuff like that um mm. so it's actually nice to see some positivity attached to the community for once yeah um but it's not and it's, it's, like, it's not fair really. um it's not fair you know like that's you shouldn't have to have that stigma attached to it no exactly 
but unfortunately is there mm. still, which is ridiculous. I know. But I mean, hopefully this pulls through and it's a step in the right direction. I mean, it's already a step in the right direction. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just thought that was some nice news to end on. Yeah, it was lovely. Um, I'm very happy to hear that. Lydia, what is our brand of the week this week? So this is a very nice bougie <clears throat> brand. Um, it is called Studio Glaze. It is a ethically and sustainably sourced fashion brand, and they make really gorgeous dresses and tops and like really like French, like Scandi sort of vibes. It's just very fit, and I mean they're not necessarily cheap, cheap, but they've been made well, and it's independent brand so you kind of feel good about, about giving them money and the designs are really I think quite unique I was going to say like I one thing I've worked obviously we've both worked in fashion and mm. we're, we're around it a lot mm. um paying for what you get like you pay for what you, you get, get kind of thing and yeah. I think that like, these designs look so nice like you said very scandy like I love this skirt. Yeah, um, this yellow dress I really want. It's like, the, it's like that, um, what is it, uh, how she's a guy in 10 days. I literally was about to say, like, that's such a you dress. Yeah, that is a dress. <laughs> but, like, I think it's just that thing, it's like, they're, like, timeless pieces as well. So when you mm-hmm. pay for it, you're not paying to wear it for one night out. You're going to wear it every single summer. Yeah. Or and every single event you go to. Yeah, exactly. And I think people need to realise that, like, obviously fast fashion is easy and accessible. But if you put your money into it, like you said, you're going to get it for longer. It's going to last longer. Like, it's such a vers- it'll be such a versatile piece. Mm. Like, you're literally investing in your wardrobe. Yeah. But, like, you don't want to be thrown out after, like, two times wearing it because it's ripped up. Like, the seams come apart or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it's just a, yeah, so that's Studio Glaze on, and on Insta. So, book of the week. Do we have a new one this week? Yeah, we do. Fucking on it, mate. Oh my god! <laughs> Finished she it is as well. Well and truly started, back in the game. Started everyone. the next one already. Um, so this week I read um, Utopia for Realists. Hang on, it's just loading. Sorry. Oh god, that sounds deep already. Um, yeah, Utopia for Realists: How We Can Build the Ideal World by Rutger Bregman. Um, so it is basically he's a, he's a Dutch historian. Um, and it's basically, it talks about things like universal basic income, a 15-hour work week, um, immigration, those sorts of things, all the issues that have been like, these are the sorts of things that could make our world better, mm-hmm. but that have always come up against negativity or criticism or like, no, that will never work. Right. And he kind <clears> of shows you, he does, he gets like studies and like facts and stuff that show you like, actually no, universal basic income does work. Mm-hmm. Or like giving homeless people money. Rather than giving like programs like how to get a job and stuff, giving them money, there was a study in London, I think, and basically they gave like maybe like twenty homeless people a certain amount of money just to do whatever the hell they wanted to with, and the majority of them either got into courses or like got their own flat or they didn't spunk it away, which mm. is sort of from the misconception. Obviously, there will be occasionally people that do. But the vast majority will had well improve their lives mm-hmm. by being given this money. Yeah. And lots of the conversations like the poor don't need education or that sort of thing. They just need money. Mm. Like people know what to do with it. Yeah. And that sort of thing. And it was, yeah, like fifteen hour work week, like what are the benefits, what are the potential drawbacks and those sorts of things. And just more like everyone's like everyone always wants a better world. And these are more kind of like concrete things that we could do. Yeah. And the discussions around how it could happen. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, it was a very interesting read. It's quite like not heavy, but like you have to be like awake for it. It's not one you can just like snooze by the. Phone. I was gonna say yeah, you can't like doze off yeah. reading it halfway through. Yeah, okay. Be, but like it's really interesting, <clears throat> and I think the idea of universal basic income is amazing. Mm. And it's these studies that he brought up, not just one, but of quite multiple of where it's happened in like select towns and stuff. It's helped the entire community mm. because everyone's then got that basic starting point yeah. to then build their lives from. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, that's. It's like like building that foundation, isn't yeah. it? To then go and do that. Because then when you don't have to worry about paying your rent, you can then be like, cool, I'm going to focus on my job and like working better and then getting maybe getting a car. And it's like that, every, if everyone's got the basic things, then you're putting more money into the economy anyway mm-hmm. because everyone's like, okay, well, I've done to pay for my rent because that's covered for. So I can go out to the cinema. And do this and do yeah. that. And, and yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. that money goes back into the economy. And so, yeah, it's just a really, really interesting read. Um, Mm, lovely. Um, so what have you been gifted this week? Um, so this week, um, apart from the wine, which thank you again, <laughs> um, I have been gifted, it actually came this morning, mm-hmm. um, it was from Benson's to Beds, oh, it's not a bed, it's not a mattress, but I mean, hey. I'll take one, um, it was basically like a new, it's one of their new pillows, um, which I cannot wait to use tonight. Um, and it came with like, like it literally goes with the whole vibe of this week of being tired. Um, <laughs> they knew. Yeah, they, they knew I was, um, like, I was like vibing this week. Um, so it was like one of the new pillows that has come out. And it, and it had like some really like fluffy socks. Um, a really, really, really nice pillow spray. And I love a pillow spray. Yeah, I love a pillow spray. Um, an eye mask, like, um, Bedtime tea. Honestly, as soon as I opened it this morning, I was like, "Can I get back in bed?" Like, it's been an hour of work. I'm done. I've been up. I'm I'm done. Like, <laughs> what does this pillow do? So Is I think it it's just. I think it's like super soft. I can't remember exactly what it does. Um, just because I was just so excited about actually using it that I was like, "Oh my god!" Like a new pillow. I've been wanting one. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've got basically like it's a new. I think it's just like their new line of stuff. Right, okay. Um, but I cannot wait to get into bed tonight and use that. Oh, and use the pillow spray and the eye mask and the fluffy socks. Maybe not the fluffy socks, but... Yeah, it's a bit hot for that. Yes, yeah, a bit too... Still a bit, still a bit warm. Same for winter. <laughs> yes, definitely. Right. Well, that sounds delightful. I mean, this has been a very nice podcast. I know, I've loved it. I've loved it. What good... It's been a massively good mood. Let's do another one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else come along? <laughs> All the dream boys want to come over. That is perfectly fine with us. That is absolutely fine. But um, yeah, again, thank you so much to Zach and the rest of the dream boys. Well, not really because they didn't come on, but like they. they thanks for the show. Thanks for the show a few weeks ago. You were very good. Um, yeah, but thanks Zach so much for coming on and chatting with us. Um, and yeah, please continue to rate, review, and subscribe. That would really help us out. Yes. And, um, and as always, you can contact us on. Instagram, which is Wind Down the Podcast. You can email us at windownthepodcast at gmail.com and you can tweet us, even though we haven't been very good at it and we are really trying to get back into it. Um on Twitter at wind underscore no wind down underscore. Yeah. Um I'll I'll never get you remember that. But yeah. yeah, thank you guys so much and thank you for Zach again. Um such a great interview and nice chatting to you. And yeah, we'll see you all next week. Woohoo! Bye! Bye, everyone!